Cell phones cause cancer. That's what numerous doctors and scientists from all around the world have been warning us about for years. On May 31st, 2011, the International Agency for Research on Cancer, part of the World Health Organization, put out a report that says your chance of becoming a cancer victim doubles once you hit the 10-year mark of using cell phones for a minimum of 30 minutes per day. In this episode, cancer survivors speak out against the dangers of cell phone radiation and share their own personal battles with brain, heart, breast, and neck tumors. This is the Environmental Health Trust podcast. EHT is a scientific nonprofit committed to creating a healthy and safe environment. EHT scientists publish research, translate the science, and work to raise awareness about environmental toxins, health, and telecom industry influence. Our vision is a world where technology is both revolutionary and safe. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter at ehtrust.org to receive the latest science regarding wireless technology and health. My name is Ira Brown. I'm from Los Angeles, California. I have glioblastoma brain cancer. I was diagnosed in 2011. I was an excessive uh, cell phone user, five, six, seven hours a day consistently for years. And uh, I got glioblastoma from that thing. Uh, basically, I'm a caution, I'm a caution, opt, a caution optimist. I believe in, I do believe, I have to go a little slow because my brain doesn't work like normal people's do because of my tumor. But I, I'm not against progress. I'm just against dangerous progress. Um, I know for a fact that people with diseases like cancer and glioblastoma brain cancer do not want anything in their lives to aggravate their condition and make it reoccur on them. If you would only know how much you had to go through to survive this disease, you would rethink this technology. There's other ways to make it safe. You could do landline, you can create an infrastructure of optical, you can create even more jobs, more workforce with creating an optical infrastructure for these companies. Having it close, it's very uh, nerve-wracking for glioblastoma brain cancer patients. Very, thank you very much for your time for our children. Thank you. I first want to thank you for taking on this serious public health issue. I was a company CEO and uh, Yahoo Finance named me one of the top 100 marketing minds in America. After holding a cell phone to my right temple for several hours a day, I began having headaches and subsequently a lemon-sized tumor was found. When they went in, You'll notice the black area there of my brain. That is a GBM brain tumor. It also took down Edward Kennedy, Joe Biden, and your dear associate, Ira Ruskin. According to the experts at UCSF, there is no remission once you have one of these. I live with a daily fear that self-service self radiation will induce recurrent growth and take my life. 
a tower outside my home is disastrous for me. I have the ability to turn off my cell phone, but I can't control a highly powerful cell tower nearby my home that generates a very strong signal 24-7. Ladies and gentlemen, the evidence is already overwhelming. New studies are emerging weekly. These, these transmissions cause cancer. You're already in the crosshairs of the media, and it's growing daily. In summary, ladies and gentlemen, your positions require great courage. I hope that you safeguard the constituents that you represent. 649 is not the answer, but I'm confident that you'll find it. You'll, you'll come up with a creative solution that l allows continued monitoring by communities as part of the regulatory process. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you, time's up. Thank you. Thank you very much. <clears throat> I just want to say that I don't think anybody who's spoken here about cell phone radiation or cell phone towers um, or devices, uh, wireless devices in schools is opposed to technological advances for the kids. The kids need technological literacy. I think everyone believes that the technological literacy should be accompanied by an infrastructure that is not harmful to their health. And that is able to be accomplished through fiber optic and hardwiring. Um, thank you for letting me speak. What follows is a letter from Tiffany France, the mother of Tracy, who along with many other survivors has been trying to increase awareness about the harm of cell phone radiation. She says, I wish I would have known. My name is Tracy France, and I live in Strasburg, Pennsylvania. In January of 2012, my daughter Tiffany was diagnosed with invasive ductal carcinoma in her left breast. Tiffany submitted to genetic testing, and as a family, we underwent genetic counseling. Genetic tests prove negative. Therefore, there is no genetic predisposition to breast cancer. However, Tiffany stored her cell phone in her bra against her bare skin for at least five years every day, 12 hours per day, and the masses that were found lined up exactly with where she stored her cell phone. By November of 2012, Tiffany had a, had a left mastectomy, radiation therapy, and reconstructive surgeries, and we were convinced that the cancer had been removed. However, in March of 2013, it was discovered via PET scan and MRI that Tiffany's breast cancer had metastasized to her hip, her hip, pelvis, spine, sternum, and skull. Tiffany underwent surgery to insert a plate in her left hip as a stabilizer and two weeks of radiation to, to treat the tumor that was quite sizable. She is currently undergoing monthly Zumeta IV treatments and daily tamoxifen treatments. We most recently have been informed that according to her last, latest PET scan, her cancer has metastasized to her liver. I wish there would have been a warning written on the outside of the original cell phone box for all of us to read. My daughter may not be fighting for her life now, if it had been. Tracy France. Who will be writing similar letters down the road if these cell phone towers are erected near or on our school grounds? I wish I would have known may be reverberating in all our homes if we don't stop this. Thank you. Thank you. Richard Canini. Hi. 
Um, it wasn't easy for me to come here today, but I think it's important for me to share my own personal story. Uh, earlier this year, I noticed a, a growth on my neck about the time I found out about these small cells. Turns out that I had a cancer called a malignant schwannoma or a malignant peripheral nerve sheath tumor. It was removed on April 4th at Stanford, um, but statistically the prognosis is, is not good for me. I'm 36 years old. Two of the largest studies ever completed on cell phone radiation and, and cell station radiation uh, were conducted and released uh, this year. After 20 years, the National uh, Toxicology Program released their studies, and the strongest finding was that male rats had an elevated risk of developing tumors called malignant schwannomas, the same one that I had. Sex and species dependent increases were also observed for lymphoma as well as cancers of the prostate, skin, lung, liver, and brain, but these findings were of weaker comparison compared to the malignant schwannomas. The new findings are incredibly important, says David Carpenter, a public health physician at the State University of New York in Albany who has long warned about cell phone dangers. I think this is the first clear evidence showing that these sorts of radiofrequency fields increase risk of all kinds of cancers. He said, noting that malignant schwannomas have been detected in previous human studies of high cell phone risk. And I have been talking on my cell phone on speaker for 20 years right here. The, 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 antenna being very close to where the tumor was. Also in Italy, the second largest study was released in March of this year, and it also showed an increase of malignant schwannomas. A statistically significant increase in the incidence of heart schwannomas was observed in treated male rats. The RI findings, uh, the findings in Italy on far field exposure, the NTP study was on near field exposure like you'd have with your cell phones. The, the study at Italy was like you'd have from, from the cell phone stations. Exposure to RFR consistent with and reinforced the results of the NTP study on near field exposure as both reported an increase in the incidence of tumors of the brain and heart and schwannomas in the heart. These tumors are of the same histotype of those observed in some epidemiological studies on cell phone users. These experimental studies provide sufficient evidence to call for the reevaluation of the carcinogenic activity of this type of radio frequency. So let me be your canary in the coal mine here today, okay? It takes years for these things to show up on the epidemiological records. But as you saw from slide number 24, I think it was in 2005, people watching the Pope in 2013. This is a much bigger problem than, than just here. This is a worldwide problem that, that, we're, that we're incurring. Um, so, for what it's worth. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, Mr. Mayor, Commissioners, City Attorney, City Manager, ladies and gentlemen. Cell phones cause cancer. That's what numerous doctors and scientists from all around the world have been warning us about for years. On May 31, 2011, the International Agency for Research on Cancer, part of the World Health Organization, put out a report that says your chance of becoming a cancer victim doubles once you hit the 10-year mark of using cell phones for a minimum of 30 minutes per day. And yes, there are industry-funded studies that tell us not to worry about cell phones or that it'll take another 20 or 30 years of research before we know whether cell phones cause cancer. 
In essence, they're telling us to treat cell phones like cigarettes 30 years ago. I, for one, happen to know that cell phones do cause cancer because everything we're being warned about by the World Health Organization's report and prestigious university professors like Dr. Deborah Davis fits me. I'm an attorney. From 2001 to 2011, I used to use cell phones a lot more than just 30 minutes a day. I always held it in my left hand, up against my left ear, and I carried them around in my suit jacket's inner pockets. Lo and behold, if you were standing close to me, you'd see that there's a scar on my left hand, the result of nerve tumor removal surgery. If you can see the scar on the left side of my head, that's the result of brain cancer surgery on August 23, 2011. That's glioblastoma multiform level four. On top of that, I have an MRI that shows a tumor at my aortic bifurcation, right where my cell phone sat in my suit jackets. So that's one, two, three results of having a cell phone against my body. If you don't agree, just read through the booklet that was in the box when you bought your cell phone. If you have the time to dig through those 200 or 300 pages, somewhere in there you'll see that your cell phone emits a type of non-ionized radiation into your body. Radiation that they prefer to talk about as radio frequency and specific absorption rate. Somewhere near the term S-A-R, you'll see them asking you to always keep your cell phone away from your body because of the radiation. And by body, they mean your entire body. So if you're one of the people we saw on the news standing in line to get your hands on an iPhone 5, please be advised that somewhere in that manual, they're telling you to always keep it at least 10 millimeters away from your body. That's about an inch. Did you know that you're supposed to keep that thing an inch away from your body? Do your children know that? I'm pretty sure that's not what they see on TV or anything that we see in cell phone commercials. If you pay attention to what doctors and scientists are telling us about cell phones, look up what it says in your cell phone manual and put all of that together with the scars you see on a growing number of cancer victims like me. It should become crystal clear that cell phones do cause cancer and that the American people are not being properly warned about cell phones. Now, ever since my surgery, I've been doing all that I can to help spread the word about cell phone induced cancer. If you spend time on Facebook, just look up Pembroke Pines, Jimmy Gonzalez. Go through an album that I've titled Jimmy versus Cell Phone Induced Cancer, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm here today because I believe my city commission can do something to warn adults and their children about keeping cell phones away from their bodies. I think Pembroke Pines should follow the examples set forth by San Francisco and several city commissions 
in California, Connecticut, Hawaii, Maine, New York, not to mention the nations of India, Canada, France, Russia, etc. on this issue. I respectfully ask that you read through San Francisco's Right to Know Ordinance, and I brought a copy, the information posters that they came up with, and show your voters that you too are willing to do whatever it takes to warn everybody about keeping cell phones away from their bodies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you much, very much, Mr. Gonzalez. You'll get that to us. Okay, City Clerk. Mr. Mr. Schwartz. Uh, yes, uh, Jimmy, thank you for having the courage to come forward to share your story. Um, Commissioner Castillo, Jimmy lives in your district. I met uh, Jimmy and his family uh, a few years ago, and um, several months back I learned about uh, the infliction and the struggles he was going through. What he didn't tell you is the man should not be standing here today based on the type of cancer he had. A life expectancy of 9 to 12 months, and you're in, in month 13 or 14, correct, Jimmy? Yes. And you got some really good news from the doctors recently, correct? Correct. I'm doing well as compared to many other patients who unfortunately continue to put cell phones against their heads. Yeah. And uh, again, I want to thank you for, uh, for bringing the awareness uh, not only to this community, uh, but uh, your, your continuous effort of uh, ensuring that uh, cell phone use and reading the manual is most important. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Castillo. Jimmy, I'd like, I'd like for you and I to get together and talk. I'd like for you and I to get together and to talk a little bit more about this. And uh, if you will leave your name, your address, and your phone number with the clerk, I want us to get together. I want to learn more about this. Uh, this is the first, that, uh, first time that someone has come here to talk about this issue. And I think that if, if we're going to proceed as a city, the first thing we need to do is we need to catch up with your fact base. And I think that this is a very, very important issue. And I want, and I want to tell you, when I devote myself to something, <laughs> it's 100%. So if you will leave your name, your address, and your phone number with the clerk, you will get a call from me next week so that we can get together and we can start talking about this. We can start gathering information and uh, um, see what the best approach for this is. Thank you, Commissioner. How about the hearing earpiece? Better? The hearing earpiece is the, the Bluetooth or whatever they want to call it. How is that thing getting a message from your cell phone? Some, some thing in the air. Essentially, uh, a lot of the people that I see wearing it, wear it like an earring. So if they say that, well, it has less radiation or radio frequency, but you're wearing it in your ear all day, which one is worse? Okay. Well, Commissioner Castillo, we want to look at this uh, seriously. We will certainly be in touch with you, and thank you for coming forward. Thank you, Mr. Appreciate Mayor. Appreciate it. To learn more about why and how to reduce exposure to cell phone and wireless radiation, as well as HALT 5G, visit ehtrust.org. If you find our podcast and materials useful, please donate to EHT. Your tax-deductible donation makes the difference for our nonprofit. 
Join us on Patreon to participate in webinars and be sure to sign up for our monthly newsletter. Thank you for listening.